1 Samuel chapter 14 this morning, beginning in verse 23. The word says, so the Lord saved Israel that day. The Lord saved Israel that day. How many of you remember the day that the Lord saved you? Well, I hope we have some salvations today. I said, how many people remember the day that the Lord saved? Aren't you thankful for that day that God showed you his love, his grace, and his mercy? It says, so the Lord saved Israel that day, and the battle shifted to, or at, some, um, some translations say, Beth-Avim. 1 Samuel verse 14, verse 47 through 48. I'm reading from the New Living Translation this morning. It says, Now when Saul had secured his grasp on Israel's throne, he fought against his enemies in every direction, against Moab, against Ammon, against Edom, against the kings of Zobah and the Philistines. And wherever he turned, he was victorious. He performed great deeds and conquered the Amalekites, saving Israel from all those who had plundered them. Take a look back at that 23rd verse. It said, and the battle shifted at Beth-Avon. The battle shifted to or at Beth-Avon. If you look at the name of this city, Beth-Avon, and you look it up in its original text, it means the house of of nothingness. This battle shifted at the house of nothing. I want to talk to you today about uh, the other side of, of nothing. You may feel like nothing is happening in your life. You may feel like you are you are you can't feel anything. There's nothing really going on. You may feel like you've not heard from the Lord in a while. You may feel like you can't see anything. You may feel like you are just in a season of nothing right now. It may seem like you were just in that place where it feels like what good can happen right now? I can't see anything. I can't feel anything. I can't hear anything. Has anybody ever been in that season or am I the only one in the house today where you've been in that place? You're like, Lord, where are you? It feels like nothing is going on. But I do want to remind the church today that in the middle of your nothing, I believe that God can shift something for you. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you today for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. Be with us in this word today. We love you and we thank you. Amen and amen. Help me preach this thing this morning, okay? Look at your neighbor and say, help him out. Look at your other neighbor and say, you need to wake up. This entire chapter of the Bible is a chapter that will increase your faith. If you were looking for something to read this week, I would encourage you to read this chapter. Because if you read it, you will find encouragement in knowing that God is moving even if it feels like you are at a place of nothing. Saul finds himself at the beginning of this chapter, for the sake of time, I can't read the entire chapter, but Saul finds himself at the beginning of this very chapter, and the word says that he is sitting under a pomegranate tree in the city of Magron. Magron in the Hebrew means fear. So here, Saul is here feeling defeated. He is feeling exhausted. He is feeling like he has lost 
uh, his leadership. He's lost control over his people. And he is sitting in a place called Migron. He is camping out in a place of fear. He is resting. He's taking root in a place where he has started to fear. But if you continue to read this chapter... As I was reading earlier, by the end of this same chapter, you will see that he is no longer being defeated, that he's no longer known as one who cannot win battles. But at the end of this same chapter, people are looking at him and now they think he is a champion. At the beginning, he could not catch a break. He had forgotten what a win felt like. Now he was devastated and defeated uh, uh, from every enemy and from every side. And just when he felt like his story was over, just when he felt like no good could happen, just like he felt like nothing could happen uh, any worse than what he's been through, just as he is sitting in fear, he realized my story is not over. Aren't you glad today that if you are breathing, your story is not over this morning? Amen. Aren't you glad that that season was just a chapter, but it's not your story? Amen. It was just a season, that bad relationship. It was just a season. It's not going to dictate your story, amen? The bad season that you were in in finances, it may be a chapter, but praise God, it's not going to dictate your story. And he was in this battle, but according to the word, something started to shift. Something started to move at Beth Avon, at the house of nothing, have you ever had a moment in your life where you felt like you had been in a trial, where you had just been in this spiritual warfare and you were warring it felt like you were wrestling with Satan and you've been travailing and you've been praying and weeping, but it feels like you have nothing to show for your battle. It feels like you have nothing to show for your tears or your scars. Have you ever felt like enemies were coming at you from every single side? It felt like every time you turned turned around, there was a new enemy, there was a new bill, there was a new person, there was something coming at you. This was Saul. If, and if you're real today, you've probably been in a season where you felt like nothing worse could happen, where you felt like every person that could come against you has come against you. Anybody ever felt that way? Where it felt like everybody was talking about you, everybody knew your business, everybody was trying to come against you, and every time you turn a corner, it felt like there was a new mountain, a new hurdle, a new obstacle. And we are fighting with perseverance, but yet it feels like nothing is happening. I'm praying, but nothing is happening. I'm fasting and nothing is moving. I'm serving and nothing is shaking. I'm worshiping, but nothing is shifting. I'm at church every week, but nothing is breaking. I'm just aggravated. I'm frustrated. I'm intimidated. I'm depressed. I'm stressed. My life is a mess. I feel like I'm I'm swinging, but I cannot make contact with the ball. I feel like I'm fighting, but can never win a victory. And I feel like Saul at Beth Avon. I feel like I've been in this season of a nothing. And the word said that he was fighting in the house in a season of nothing. But it says something shifted in the middle of nothing. There are some people who are listening to the word today. Some people in this house, some people first service, some people... 
who will watch live stream today or, or the uh, throughout this week and you are feel like you are in this season of nothing but I bring good news to you because guess what God can shift something in the middle of your nothing amen he can move mountains in the middle of your nothing your battle is going to shift it may seem like nothing has or is happening but God is shifting something you can't see it but he's shifting it he's working in ways that you can't fathom he's moving in places that you don't even know about yet he's opening doors that you don't even know about yet you see nothing but when you see nothing God sees an opportunity amen when you see nothing God sees an abundance see the devil he will he will do everything he can to keep you from hearing words like this today he will do everything he can to keep you out of the uh, keep you in the bed on Sunday mornings days when you begin to see through his plans days when you understand I haven't been through this stuff for nothing days when you understand I haven't been fighting for nothing days when you understand I haven't been praying for nothing I may see nothing but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that I'm uh, I've been fighting for nothing days when you understand I haven't been praying for nothing I may see nothing but that doesn't mean nothing is happening the word says in verse 47 now when Saul has secured his grasp on Israel's throne he fought against his enemies in every direction against Moab Ammon and Edom the kings of Zobah and the Philistines and wherever he turned he was victorious he performed great deeds and conquered the Amalekites saving Israel from all those who had plundered them everywhere he went a, 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 a new enemy was coming every time he turned a corner there was a new enemy not only one enemy but a tribe but an army every move he made a new enemy was coming but it was suddenly we see the shift the word says now everywhere he turned before there was Defeat Everywhere he turned before, there was an enemy. But now the word says at the end of the chapter, now every time he turns, now he is seeing a victory. It was everywhere he turned, there was defeat. But since the shift, something happened. He turned to the left and there was an enemy. He turned to the right and there was defeat. He looked ahead and he could see enemies coming. He turned around and he could see enemies on his trail. But since that shift, he he looked to the right and he saw a victory. He looked to the left and he saw a victory. He looked ahead of him and it looked like victory. He looked behind him and it looked like victory. The church has got to understand in this day, in the last days, guess what? There will be enemies all around you. I said in the last day, there will be trials that you cannot even imagine. They will be on your right. They will be on your left. They will be in front of you. They will be behind you. The church has got to understand that in the last days, there will be perilous times wherever you run. But the church has got to understand she cannot quit in this hour. She cannot quit in this hour. Because guess what? The world, they may look and they may see defeat. But wherever the bride turns, I'm declaring she's going to start seeing victory. She's going to start seeing an outpouring. She's going to start seeing miracles. She's going to start seeing a victory. The world may see chaos, but I believe the church is about to see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost and fire. Can I get an amen this morning? 
I'm not quitting until I see a victory everywhere I turn. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not quitting until I see a victory everywhere I turn. I'm going to see a victory for my family. I'm going to see a victory for my house. I'm going to see a victory for my church. I'm going to see a victory over my health. I'm going to see a victory over my nation. I'm going to see revival in my city. I won't stop until I see it. Yes, there will be enemies, but I'm not quitting until I see a victory wherever I turn. Why? Because I was once those type of person that would turn. Every time I turned, I was looking for an exit. I was looking for a way to end it. I was looking for a way out. I was once that person that was turning to look for an exit. But guess what? Now I'm the type of person. Now I'm just turning to see a victory. Now I'm just turning to see his glory. You may be looking for a, you may be looking for a defeat, but I'm looking at victory this morning. He defeated six nations in the middle of the house of nothing. He defeated those from Moab. He defeated the, the first, they were from Moab. And their name means from the Father. From the Father. If you look at it, it also means his mother is his father. Talk about messed up. Their family tree was a mess. Their family tree wasn't a tree, it was a bush. Don't raise your hand if that's you. Saul was being attacked by messed up family members. Family drama. Why are y'all quiet in here today? Anybody in the house know what it's like to wrestle with family drama? Aren't holidays fun? But in the middle of nothing, he turned and started to see a victory. And all of a sudden, because he was able to stand up, all of those family, all of those generational curses, he watched as they were broken off. And because he did not stop in the nothing, what previous bound a generation could no longer take captive future generations. The word said that he defeated Amen. Their name means builders. You need some builders in your life. You got good builders and you got some bad builders. But you got to be careful of the bad builders. They were the bad builders because those people, those are people that will build walls all around you. They will build, they, they will, they will try to put limits on your ministry. They will try to put limits on your family. They will try to put limits on your personal business. They will not only build walls, but they will also try to build cases against you. You don't know what he did. You should have heard what she said. And all of a sudden, they're going around, and they're trying to turn people against you. Anybody ever been with those people? Y'all are liars this morning. 
suddenly the things that the enemy was building against him came crashing down. The words that he also feeded, defeated Edom. Edom, look up the word, it means red. It is in reference to Esau's lineage. And Esau was known, because Esau was known for his red hair that covered his head and his arms and his body. He was known for selling his birthright. In other words, Edom, Edom represented the sellouts that he was that were coming against him. Sellouts, those people that will do anything for a dollar. Those that don't know what loyalty is. Anybody ever been with those people? Have you ever wrestled with Edom? You can't, you can't tell them anything because they'll run and tell it. They will sell you out for a dollar. You can't trust them. They say they'll, that they'll be there for you. But when the going gets tough, when you are in a season of nothing, they are nowhere to be found except at your back stabbing you. They don't know how to endure. They are quitters. They don't know how to stick it out to the end. They don't know how to travail and pray for you. But in the middle of this battle, something shifted in the middle of the nothing. And he saw a victory over the sellouts in his life. He shut out the sellouts through his obedience. He defeated those from, the word said, Zoba. Zoba means warring, fighting. Have you ever been around or lived with or worked with those that just love to fight? Come on. Why are y'all so silent today? They love to stir up the pot. Don't you love those people? They love to walk into a peaceful work area and cause a disturbance. They love to trot into an environment that's full of joy and harmony and kill that mood. But there was a shift, and in the middle of the nothing, he turned, and what he once saw as an enemy, once he, once, once he, what he once saw as a defeat, now he's looking at as a victory over those that just love to war and love, love those that just love to stir up the pot. The words that he also feeded the Philistines. The Philistines were known for being rude and crude. They were just raw. Their name means wanderers. Nomads. Saul had been dealing with wanderers. Maybe you have some wanderers in your life. People that cannot settle down. They have this commitment phobia. They cannot commit to a cause or to a group or to a relationship. They can't stay anywhere for long term. Wanderers often wonder because they don't have the vision of what God wants them to do with their life. And if you hang around a wanderer long enough, you will begin to wonder. You will wander your way out of church. You will wander your way out of a marriage. You will wander your way out of a friendship. You will wander your way out of a job. You will wander your way out of the will of God. And lastly, it said that he defeated the army, the Amalekites, the spirit of the Amalekites may seem familiar to some of you. You may can understand what Saul was going through in this battle. The spirit that was on the Amalekites was one that was sneaky, manipulative, and deceiving. They were the kind of people that you didn't want to turn your back on. Every time 
these kind of people ask you a question, you're always wondering what they really want to know. Anybody ever been there? There's an Amalekite spirit that is roaming earth today. It's a deceiving spirit, and it is manipulating a generation. It is deceiving a generation. It is manipulating a generation to, for, to, to call what, what is not a sin, to call it a sin, and what is a sin is not a sin. And it is confusing a generation. I said there is a spirit in the earth that is manipulating a generation. But right when it seemed like nothing good could happen, Right when it seemed like nothing is going on right in my life, a shift happened and Saul turned around and he looked and what was once a defeat is now a victory. Come on, I want you to tell your neighbor, first say, I want you to wake up. Second, I want you to say, I'm going to see a victory today. Come on, tell your neighbor, a victory is coming. Tell your neighbor, look at your other neighbor, say, a chain is about to break. Tell them a mountain is about to move. Say, I know you see nothing but a door is coming open. The word said, verse 47, now when Saul had secured his grasp on Israel's throne. It's very interesting. Saul secures his grasp on Israel's throne. I just read that he just defeated all of these groups of people. But first, the word says, before he defeated these six groups, he got a grasp on Israel's throne. It's important to note, if you do not know, he was king of Israel. So in other words, he got a grasp on his own throne. In other words, he got a grasp on what was happening at home. He started winning at home. A lot of people can't win in the world because of the battles that are in their home. It's hard to win on your job when your house is a wreck. It's hard to win in ministry when your house is a wreck. It's, how, it's, 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 it's hard to walk around victorious when your house is a wreck and he was on to something here. He grabbed hold of what his, of he, he, he grasped his house, his household. He got what was going on in his house under control before he could go out and defeat armies. Tell your neighbor, get a grip. Victory is coming to your home. Come on, tell your neighbor, look at your neighbor and say, get a grip on your house. You're going to win with your family. Man, help me out. You're going to win with your children. You're going to win with your finances. You're going to see a shift in it. You're going to see a turn in it. Come on. Say, I want to see a victory today. I can see it. I can hear it. I'm turning. You may see nothing, but on the other side of nothing, there's a victory that's waiting on you. It may feel like nothing, it may feel like nothing, but on the other side of this nothing, I said there's a victory that's waiting on you.
Saul started out sitting under a pomegranate tree in a city of fear. But as he held on, everywhere he turned, there was a victory. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of every corner that I turn, there's an enemy. I don't know about you, but I'm tired when it feels like no matter what I do, Every time I turn around, defeat is waiting on me. I'm so tired of every time I turn around, it feels like somebody's gossiping. It feels like somebody's coming against me. It feels like somebody's trying to take me out. Somebody's trying to take me down. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of every corner that I turn. It feels like defeat is waiting on me. I am ready to start seeing some victories in my life and in my family. Can anybody say amen this morning? You've got to pick yourself up this morning. You've got to get out from that tree of pity. You've got to remove yourself from migraine. You've got to remove yourself from the place of fear and begin to turn around. I said, you've got to begin to turn around. I believe this is the season of a turnaround for somebody's house. Come on, I believe this is a season. Come on, stand with me for a turnaround on somebody's house. I believe this is the beginning of a turnaround for America. I believe it's the beginning of a turnaround for a nation. I believe it's the beginning of a turnaround for a city. And in the middle of your nothing, how do you do it? You turn around. In the middle of his glory, you turn around. In the middle of his anointing, you turn around. You turn around on his word. You turn around in the wheel. You say, Lord, here I am. Lord, here I am. Lord, I used to see defeat now I see a victory I looked over here and I saw a marriage that was broken but now I see a marriage that is whole I look over here and saw my child that was an addict but now I'm looking and that child is redeemed